Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends around the country. No witty opening tonight, just me, Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte in Tampa, Florida. What's up, boys? I know you're disappointed. Bill? Yeah, you know, I thought I was ready to say, and Brady gets gronked. No, I'm wait a minute. Um, <laughs> or, or Mahomed. No. Um, hey, it's uh, it's another weekend, and we're here to talk sports. I'm very excited about that. Uh, very quiet weekend for the Rissers. Uh, got a lot of walking in over the holidays, which is very good. Got a lot of steps in, uh, pushing 45 to almost 50,000 steps. So that felt good. So that's my that was my big win for the week. <laughs> and Bill, we're not going to talk a lot about it on the show, but did you get a chance to peek over the balcony at the boys down below watching boxing? Guess what happened? At 10 o'clock, the security guard showed up and kicked him out <laughs> because the pool closed at 10. So I was pumped. I, did, I didn't get to watch the fight. I got on the balcony. I said to the guys, oh, what happened? They go, we got to go. Security busted us. I went, all right, see you later. <laughs> ah, bummer. <laughs> we, we couldn't slip the security guard 100 just I, to I, let I, him I, stay. Yeah, I should have dropped a 20 to him as well, right, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How about you, Todd? Hey, Sean. Uh, really good weekend. Long weekend. Um, did uh, It was fun. Um, Low-key Thanksgiving. Um, did not play tennis nor pickleball. I think a lot of people wanted to spend time uh, with family. But uh, funny story, you guys love this. I, I went for um, what I thought was a power walk on Friday. And in our community, um, there's a lot of little trails and, you know, by the tennis court and pickleball court and pool, there's this kind of bowl, kind of pseudo amphitheater without the stage, right? So um, a lot of families go down there and, and you know, play baseball and, and uh, what, race little, you know, motor cars. Uh, had friends that it's their annual tradition. They were playing kickball, adults versus parents, right? So I got recruited and I played a kickball game for the first time in probably, I would dare say, what, 35, 40 years, right? <laughs> so, of course, my competitive juices were flowing. I want to know if you could airmail, place, um, what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just... The, the, the one 11 year old uh, was pitching fast and the ball was bouncing coming in. And I didn't like that. And I just, I had to tell myself to calm down and, and enjoy the moment. But so that was uh, a kickball match. So on your bingo card, um, I don't think any of you would have guessed that. So you didn't ask um, slow baby bouncies. Yeah, that's what you asked for. Slow baby. Is bouncies. that it? Yeah. Was uh, yeah. that it? Yeah. I immediately went to box ball, like a four square, no shoe shiners. Right. Um, you know, no spiking. So anyway, um, and, uh, the, the couple, uh, who, who waved me in, they go next year, Friday after Thanksgiving. So you, you can be darn sure if I'm at home, I'm going to, I'm going to wander out and, uh, play. Are you still game. allowed to peg the guys running from second to third? Like with oh, the, oh yeah. It's so oh, yeah. funny. You could tell the adults that really, really are fired up ready to, <laughs> so there's, there's some pegging, um, uh, believe it or not, I pop, I kept popping out. I guess the bouncing ball was getting to me, but. Um, I did have a sack, uh, sack fly, uh, one of our guys at third. So ABC kickball slash baseball, right? So it was all good, but no, good, good, good weekend for sure. Todd Moonlight Meininger. All he wanted to do was get it to bat one time. <laughs> and and uh, I moved the runner home. I I got he, the runner He winked home. at the pitcher, Bill. He winked at the pitcher before the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. 
No uh, baby bounties. Is that it, Bill? I got to remember that for, for next low year. Low baby bounties. Yeah, that's the. Those are the kind <laughs> you can drill. And, and for the little girl at shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mal? How was your weekend? It was a great one. Had a uh, time to recharge a little bit. Uh, played golf on Friday morning. Uh, Thursday was a tremendous day, just at home with the family and the grandbaby, and she. she uh, she has got a personality now, and she's uh, just a lot of fun to be around. It was a, a joy to, to be with her. Uh, Friday, uh, like I said, played golf, went out to the racetrack for uh, uh, a couple of uh, five or six races. Tampa Bay Downs opened up. Uh, had a great uh, Zoom call with uh, uh, some college buddies of mine. I, as I mentioned to you guys, a couple of college buddies who've gone through some tough times, and uh, uh, there was five, six, six, six of them got together up in Connecticut at uh, Gene Ryan's house. And uh, then there was myself, uh, Tommy, who couldn't make it, who's one of the guys who's uh, going through a tough time and three others of us on, on Zoom. Uh, so we had a, a about an hour's worth of uh, reminiscing about the college days, which was super, super nice. Uh and then uh, Saturday worked a little bit, uh, did some work over at Greg and Clarissa's house and uh, played golf again today. So it was a nice, nice weekend with very little technology, not much to do other than just hang out with family and, and then that Zoom call with some friends. It was, it was pretty nice. That's awesome. Very good. Uh, same for me, guys. A slow weekend, a lot of relaxing, uh, kind of the last good weather weekend. We were expecting snow the next couple of days. Um, rain into snow tomorrow and then accumulation on Tuesday, possibly. Um, so everyone up here was doing the final yard work, getting all the leaves out of the gutters, getting the leaves out of the beds, cutting the grass one more time to get the leaves to the curb. Um, but I did get a chance to play golf a couple days, uh, with my brother and, um, and uh, that was fun. And, uh, the Scarlet's all closing up now. So last one, last one of the year, uh, great time on Friday night, lost lyrics, had a good crowd. Um, for that and uh and just ready for a gosh december starts guys can you believe it december starts on tuesday so yeah uh, let, let's jump in let's talk a little let's talk uh, kind of chronological week in sports uh thanksgiving um a little different this year because it was two pretty bad games supposed to be three games but the baltimore pittsburgh game is postponed now until tuesday afternoon or tuesday evening i believe um but the lions and the texans and then the washington football team and the dallas cowboys played um, both road teams won. You guys got a chance to watch any of the games? Did you? Is it is it always on in your households on Thanksgiving? What was the uh, what was the vibe like? Any of you guys? Yeah, we watched yeah, them all. Yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, they were kind of in the background the entire the entire day. But uh, uh, you know, we we actually we watched the the parade, the dog show, and and then football games while while we're listening to music and eating things. Uh, so yeah, we watched both games. Uh, I was kind of surprised. The first game was, was more uh, competitive than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, it really was. I was, it was kind of fun to watch. And Matt Patricia loses his job the next day. Friday he was fired. Mm-hmm. So first coach of the season uh, to be let go. Not, not the last. Um, I saw the general manager, of the, Jaguars got let go this afternoon um, after their game to Cleveland. 
Um, but the Cowboys um, kind of laid an egg against Washington. Uh, they they did not look good at all. Uh, Grant, you know, I think Dalton was was our QB. Um, they just could not get much going. Uh, and Alex Smith, you know, moved the ball well. Defense played good. Uh, kind of missed having the Egg Bowl on on Thanksgiving night. The the Mississippi State Mississippi game got pushed to Saturday, uh, which we'll talk about in just a bit. But um, you know, it's just just a little miss, little, little bit missing on that Thanksgiving this year, uh, as it was with for a lot of families around the around the league. Um, Friday brought the match, guys. Friday Friday brought a lot of college football, but let's talk about the match because I think we there's a bunch of things we get into that. This was the third made-for-television golf match. Uh, the first one was Tiger and Phil at Shadow Creek last Thanksgiving. Remember, that was for $9 million winner-take-all. Um, yeah. Turned out to be not near as much drama and fun and, and talk as we thought there would be. Then the, the second one came out of you know, kind of the first sport back from COVID, um, following up with the, the four-ball match between uh, Dustin and Matt Wolf and Ricky and Rory. But it, remember, that was in Jupiter, Florida. It was Tiger – and Peyton versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, right? And then this one was one pro and three amateurs. It was Phil Mickelson, his partner, Charles Barkley, playing against Steph Curry and Peyton Manning out in Stone Mountain in Tucson. I, there's, a, there's a suburb that it was in, Bill, right? It's Oro Lindo or something like that. But It's um, called Oro Valley. Tucson. It's just kind of north. Um, north of Tucson, like those mountain ranges that kept showing. If you yeah. kind of filter down to the right side of the mountain range, Tucson's right around the corner. So okay, about an hour from where I where I lived in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, I could get to Stone Mountain in about an hour, and it was all so great. Tulane. Great vistas, you know. It's a very very typical Arizona desert style course. Uh, had some beautiful shots, but I think you know by by next Friday, and you asked any golf fan. All right, tell me your favorite hole in the course. They'd be like, I, I don't remember any of them, right? There's you, you, you would, Sean. <laughs> you I, I, I might because yeah, but I like, I, there, tennis, there so was I nothing. The score, there was nothing so. memorable about the course. But what do you think about the match, Bill? Oh, look, I I had a blast watching that. Um, you know, I think early on it was fun uh, for the for the for the degenerates in the crowd. DraftKings was a major sponsor. <laughs> So they, it was great that they had all these, what are the odds and you can cast your votes now. And I'm sure some people were laying down bets as well, but uh, to, to, you know, but Peyton and, and Steph were such heavy favorites early on. It was, which, know, which just shocked me. Well, I, I get it. Cause it's, you know, it, it really is Phil against those two guys is what you're saying is could two, could a, um, a four and a plus one beat a professional, one of the top professional golfers of his era. Right. And we found out the answer is no. <laughs> not even close because Charles contributed one or two shots, but they were critical shots that Charles contributed. Right. Um, but you're, but, but, but Phil, look, Phil took this very seriously. Phil worked hard with Charles. Phil had everything under control like Phil would do. And he wasn't going to let Charles do make any mistakes, at least in club selection, except for the first hole where he assumed he wouldn't, you know, flush through the rough and he gave him the wrong number that Charles hit it to, which is hilarious. Um, so I, it was a lot of fun. Like I've, I've had, I mean, like I've, I've told you before, I've had the opportunity to, to talk to Phil before on the sidelines at a Charger game, and he he is just like the nicest guy. I mean, he is, and and I think that comes through in these these kinds of things when he's talking to people, and and it was also fun to watch Charles. Every time he went by a crowd of people, he yelled out, "Hey, thanks for coming!" He just he was he was being friendly with everybody. So I think Chuck and the Chuck and Phil show was great. 
Todd, how about you? Just thoughts overall? It's, uh, if you watched it, and I think a lot of people did, um, it's, it's why you love Phil, right? Um, so into it, pubbing his coffee company, uh, his Zen approach. Um, basically, Charles, it's you and I against the world. And after they won, he said, there's only two people that believed in this. It's you and me. Um, and he was literally just so such a great coach and supporter of Charles. He would tell Charles to do something. Charles would miss it. And he'd still be like, hey, that's a good role, big guy, blah, blah, blah. Just he knew it was going to be a grind. And uh, it's also everything you love about Charles Barkley. Self-deprecating, knows. He, he even said, someone said, hey, what are you, 320 pounds? And he goes, if I cut off my right leg, I still would be over 320 pounds, right? Just the things he said were so cool. And as, as Bill said, engaging with the crowd. And by the way, compliments to him, he fixed the hitch in his swing, right? He fixed it. And he's got a pretty good short game. Um, not great, but he's got a pretty good short game. And the unsung heroes are Steph and Peyton, who just took the bat back seat, let Phil and Charles lead the way. You could tell they were trying so hard to play well, but they just both didn't have a great day. Um, so overall, I, I give it a 10 out of 10, just A plus um, as an event. Just Enter- Entertainment-wise, for sure. Mal, how about your, your thoughts? Yeah. I was really impressed with how good, to Todd's point, how good Barkley has gotten compared to the last time we saw him on TV. Uh, he's actually a really good lag putter. He lagged up a bunch of beautiful putts, and I I enjoyed watching Phil read greens with Charles. Walk over here, look at it from this side. There's the valley. There's this. There's that. He the way it was educational listening to Phil school or 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 talk talk to Charles about reading the greens. I enjoyed that a lot. And Charles was a toddler. He had to be like, Charles, come here. And he wouldn't. He'd be like, no, Charles, come here. Come come look at that. And then he'd finally come over and look. How, how long is the uh, the average round of golf for an amateur going to be now that they watched Phil's process? <laughs> they're going to go. Oh. They want to go low side. They're going to go behind it. They're going to come back on this side. <laughs> it, it depends yeah. if you have to be 7, 8, 7 a.m. tea time on Scarlet with your brother. Look, I, I think yeah. someone clearly got in Phil's ear after Shadow Creek and said, we really need more banter. And my guess is Phil would give that all day long. Tiger won't. Um, And uh, it was just, I mean, like, you know, I I think you get Justin Thomas, Phil, maybe a Patrick Reed as a villain and like an Ian Poulter uh, or, or someone like that, that I think could really, really get, get some, some shit going because, you know, like I I thought TNT did a great job. You know, I, I, you guys saw, I tweeted about it. I, I, I'm really becoming a huge fan of Trevor Immelman. I just, he's so well-spoken he he's got the chops. Obviously, he's a Masters champion, but he he carried that that telecast from an announcer standpoint. Brian Anderson is a consummate you know play by play guy, and he was great. Michelle Wee was an absolute waste. I mean, she was out out there. She was horrible. I thought she was horrible, Todd. I I and I thought Shane uh, Woods and and Gary McCord didn't do much. I mean, Gary McCord only hit, on the first tee he talked, and on a couple other holes he he chimed in on like where the ball was, but. He didn't really add much value. I thought, um, you know. I think they were right. Thought, you saw, you saw him more than you heard him. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> seemed. I think that um, they were only not even halfway through when you heard Phil say something. We got to pick it up a little bit. I mean, they were. Uh, there was no time for Peace that. Daylight, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they had Diane and Gary out there to have some fun. But 
they they just kind of shut them down for the last half. That was production kind of call on yeah. that. Makes sense. I actually thought we was better than I thought she'd be. So we can we can agree to disagree. Yeah, I just didn't. Th- I, I think she it, it just seemed forced when she would talk. And I mean, but there's so many times that Brian Anderson would say, Michelle, what do you think on this shot? You know, and, and she's like, well, you know, he, she, he, you know, it's almost like when those things in the cart guys say, like, the best shot here is in the center of the fairway. Avoid the bunkers on the right and don't go out of bounds. It's like, well, we know that, you know, like. Um, does she have uh, Does she have experience announcing, though, or commentating? It's uh, probably not. Probably, probably yeah. not, Todd. And, you know, but so it's. Maybe that's- hey, listen. Andre Iguodala was also a bust too. I'm not just picking on the women. I thought he was, he was there, I guess, just from a basketball standpoint with Steph. Uh, look, I, I think you could clearly tell in the first couple of holes, Steph and Peyton were nervous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I told Bill and, and Anthony on the first, it took me three or four holes at Pinehurst number four to, to settle down. I was so adrenaline up and, you know, and it was, it was almost, you know, so they, they, they were happy. They were favorites, Sean. I'm sure they weren't happy. They were favorites. They would have much rather been the underdogs, right? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I, I thought the line of the day was when, 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 uh, when Barkley says, Hey, BA, Hey, BA, call Jeff Junker and tell him, or, you know, whatever the guy's name was, he says, tell him to get some law and order re- replays ready because this is going to be over soon. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Did you so see uh, Max Homa's uh, tweet yes. about, about uh, tapping the brakes uh, and I'll pump the brakes a little bit. Dustin Johnson is a plus 10 and he's shot back to back 80s. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people were ripping steps and there's no way he's a plus one. Yeah. You know, he would have shot 95 on his own ball. Um, yeah. Golf up. at its core is a jerk. <laughs> so, professional yeah. golfers tweeted that. I thought it was an excellent tweet. Couple, uh, couple, uh, I loved Phil on that one hole where they, I think it was Brian Anderson was talking to him and he said, What are you going to hit here? And he says, Well, it's 129. So, my sand wedge is too much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back on my sandwich a little bit. I'm going to throttle back about to about 78 to 80%. And I'm going to hit the right side of the ball. So it doesn't go too far. Now, you know, you're good when you're aiming for a side of the ball instead of just the back of the ball, like we are, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then he he hits it like eight feet right of the hole, exactly where he said he was going to hit it. Phil is a likable Bryson DeChambeau. That's all it is. I mean, he's well, I think I think every professional golfer thinks like Phil. They all think about how they're going to cut a ball or hook a ball or spin a ball or up or down. And some are better, way better than others. But just his um, his delivery is probably second to none. You know that whole process talking through. Uh, it's very impressive, and I love how um, genuinely cocky he is, and he's allowed. Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the best ever. So it's, you're allowed to be on, on the well. first hole. He, on the first hole, he hit it up over the left corner of the, of the desert. And they're like, Oh, that might be out, out of bounds. He goes, Oh no, I tattooed that. And it ended up down by the front of the, you know, that was, that was good. So all in all, very well done. Um, some Friday games, uh, Texas loses to Iowa state um, in wow. college football. Um, Tom, Tom Herman on the hot seat there in, in Texas. Uh, the fans What's there. The rumor of the new head coach, Sean, you want to address that? Uh, what the, the Urban Meyer rumor? Urban Meyer, maybe the next Texas head coach, right? Yeah, well, I think that's what Texas fans would love. Until Urban Meyer is either comes out and says he's not going anywhere or uh, has a job, everyone is going to love to say Urban Meyer. Um, He'll parlay a max contract at Texas. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, with yeah, I just can't see him going to Texas <laughs> now. Obviously, Texas would be a good spot. No income, no income tax. That wouldn't be a bad spot to do it. But he's got a pretty good life right now. Um, playing Mirfield Village, playing uh, well, not playing Mirfield Village now because it's being torn up, but you know, comes out to Ohio State, plays early. Um, Notre Dame beats UNC, they looked good. Ian Book, 
not getting a lot of love in the Heisman conversation, but he had a great game at quarterback uh, doing what he needs to do. And um, OSU, Oregon, the civil war. Um, what a, what a great finish. Were you guys up late watching that one after? Yeah. Todd, we were up late after lost lyrics watching it. Bill, yeah. Bill you, you were in bed. Uh, yeah, I did. I couldn't make it. I was, I, I saw highlights and I go, when the hell did the fog lift? Because when I went to bed, it was still, you know, a fog bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a great finish in the, uh, the, the, it was a goal line stand basically that Oregon was trying to do to keep them out of the end zone with inside of a minute left. They scored on second down, but they, they ruled they didn't score. Third down, Oregon guy jumps off sides twice, and you know they get half the distance to the goal line. So it was literally like the ball was right there. Yeah. Fourth down. But on the third down play, the quarterback, the starting quarterback, got injured. Mm. So they had to bring in a kid who hasn't taken a snap for Oregon State ever. First ever snap, yeah. It's fourth down. He's, a, he's, a, he's an option quarterback. So they're like, they got to put him in his natural position in the, in the shotgun. But he went under center and he and he drove it in for a quarterback sneak to a, to a, you know take the lead and then Oregon had what one play Todd with it where they tried the the multiple laterals. Um, yeah, pretty cool in a rivalry game. You have your he's one for one with a touchdown and beat, beat your rival, right? That's <laughs> pretty cool. Like hey, I'm, a, I'm a uniform guy. I was disgusted by those uniforms. I was gonna say you you you're not a fan of the beeves. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of. Awful orange and lime green, lime green. Sorry, Mal, about your Crocs. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was an orange and like a blackish brown. And then the, yeah, they were terrible. And then the Cleveland brown know, pants. The, the neon on Hunter Green by Oregon. Whatever Phil wants, yeah. Phil gets at uh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but Oregon, skate, Oregon State scored 22 points in the, in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Come for Biden to win that game. That was very exciting to watch. And pretty much yeah. ace the the Pac-12 is done again. Yes, it will not be in the. Yeah, yeah. USC is still undefeated, but with the amount of games and the lack of being able to play, and they're 18 right now in the in the, you know, there's so many other teams above them that would go would go ahead of them. So um, once again, they they I don't see them going undefeated either. Um, I didn't see how did Colorado do against San Diego State? Did they? They beat them. They yep. did. Okay. Yep. It's kind of weird how they're just not pulling games together based on like, hey, anyone want to pick pick up game? Are you free Saturday? It's like a date. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're doing the best they can this year, right? It's crazy. They are. They are. And you see that you know, we'll talk about San Francisco in just a second, but San Francisco can't go home and play their next two games. They got to find ways to play them on the road because Santa Clara County said no, no athletic contests. Wow. Um, yeah. Todd, what, what game other than uh, we'll talk about the Florida game, but any games catch your eye yesterday in the college realm? You want to talk about yeah. the Gators? Um, for sure. Uh, put me on the spot a little bit, but um, I think Georgia's found a quarterback, right? JT Daniels. Um, again, I'm a fan of, of Stetson Bennett, uh, but I think he was limited. And uh, JT Daniels is looking pretty, pretty impressive. So, um, George is going to be that woulda, coulda, shoulda team. You know, we lost to Florida and Alabama. If, if then, um, so they're they're going to probably finish strong and 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 have that you know chip on their shoulder going in next year. Um, love the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Um, it's just always fun. Um, I'm sure poor Ryan, uh, his first year, uh, enjoying that, um, but. And it's yeah, two just, weeks in a row, though. Mississippi State, which couldn't score any points early in the season after the LSU game, two two weeks in a row with that uh, Will Rogers kid. Um, 
that they scored 24 at Georgia and 24 at Ole Miss and their defense yeah, they're building, only right? gave up 31 in each game, you know? I, I think the huge, uh, I agree. And they're, they're building. I mean, um, with Mike Leach there, they got, you know, keep uh, every game getting better and 2021, hopefully will be more of a normal season for everyone. But I think the big game is uh, Michigan state beating Northwestern. Northwestern had claims of being in the playoffs and, um, Gosh, you just see teams, and Sean, we've done it being Florida fans. You you see teams that are are good and undefeated, and you, you get a little excited, and then you know stub your toe in a, a conference game on the road. Um, so all conference games on the road are tough. Uh, so when you think you're good, you gotta you gotta be extra careful um, playing those games. So um, what about you, Sean? Any? Uh, well, I guess another one. What about Michigan losing to Penn State at home? Zero and five, Penn State. I mean. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh's got to be feeling some heat, right? Um, we've seen some posts about his record uh, against, you know, top 10 and, and big schools, but he lost an 0-5 Penn State. This is a game he had to win, right? Yeah. I was, you know, I was kind of shocked. I, Brian Greasy, who played quarterback at Michigan, who, but, you know, who works for ABC, ESPN, you know, he tweeted out, you know, enough is enough. And he had a, the screen capture of the thing that, that they showed at the end of the game where it said, like, you know, Jim Harbaugh, zero and five versus Ohio State. You know, three and thirty, three and three versus Michigan State. You know, kind of lists all his records: zero Big Ten championships and and Brian Greasy. I just that seemed pretty ballsy for him to say, like, look, I I'm in the media and I'm just going to come out and say, like, Rich Eisen, I think plays it pretty straight. He's a Michigan grad. Uh, he roots for his team, but he doesn't really call out Harbaugh. Desmond Howard doesn't really do that. Um, but yeah, I you know, look from at, from a whatever Buckeye fan I have in me. Uh, keep Harbaugh there forever. You know, it's just, it's, it's fun to see them just struggle and, and be in pain and watch their fans and alumni just, just hate it. Um, but look, it, much like, much like when Tiger Woods was out of the game, college football is better when Notre Dame's good, when Michigan's good, when Alabama's good, when, you know, when the, when the, when the good teams are good, um, when Florida's good, when Florida state's good, you know? Um, and, and you're right, so, Sean, you, Brian Greasy's a, 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 a color analyst um first so you'd think he would check himself and not be a homer but for him to call out you know enough is enough was i actually was surprised with that too so yeah mallard and bill do you guys catch any games clemson looked good i clemson looked great i I enjoyed the georgia game uh darvin cook's uh brother he's a good good runner yeah i think his name is Yep, their running backs good. Zaire White is is fantastic. Yes. Demir, um, yeah, and their their big tight end um, uh, that caught the first touchdown pass. Tower he went across the pylon, uh, looked solid. Um, and Pickens was back. He's. I mean, they got weapons. George, again, George is going to be that chip on their shoulder. We're going to be good next year, team. Yeah, I I enjoyed that game a lot. Uh, they just. James Cook is one of those guys that just kind of caught my attention with a couple of his runs, the way he, he runs hard. Yeah, he's kind of humble. He, I mean, he celebrates, but not really. He's always handing the ball back to the referee, which I kind of like, and and goes and sits by himself. I was I'm very impressed with how he played. Uh, and Georgia in general just was pretty pretty impressive. Texas A&M LSU was another game I watched a little bit of. That was a hard game to get into, though. There was such bad quarterbacks. It was it was kind of boring to be honest, but it was on while we were doing other things, and I it was that was a tough one to watch. 
That LSU. Finley kid, that Finley kid, that quarterback for LSU or freshman, but did he remind you a little bit of Jamarcus Russell? Uh, just his big yeah. body. Uh, yeah, big he guy. Just, he just could size. not get. And then Kellen Mond on the other side was just could not hit any receivers. Um, <clears throat> Bill, you were watching that game, like, I think. Yeah, I had that game on, but I also he was like eleven for thirty-five or eleven for thirty-six. I mean, he he missed more people than he hit yeah. by a lot. Oh, yeah. The um. Uh, sorry, Shay. Sorry, Chuck Barkley. <laughs> iron Bowl was neither uh, oh, iron or it was a dud, right? A little yeah, bit of a dud. I mean, just I guess uh, we we know that uh, Saban doesn't have to be there. It's not as important as he thinks it is to be on the sidelines uh, for every game. But uh, that and then the other one, you know, I didn't see the, any of this game because I'm not saying until eleven thirty for a kickoff. But multiple pundits called the Hawaii uh, beating Nevada. They say it just happens too many times when teams fly over to the island. They get that start, that late start. And if you let, if you let Hawaii hang around in the fourth quarter, they're going to win. And sure enough, a seven-point dog um, won by seven, <laughs> which kind of Mountain West for San Diego State kind of opens things back up, right, because they lost to Nevada. Now Nevada's five and one. They're not undefeated. And that's just So for those West Coasters, it was kind of – that's the yeah. thing. Well, the first thing I looked at in the morning was, did Hawaii beat Nevada? And they did, so – Oh, and hey, Sean, so let's, 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 yeah. let's talk about Florida. The I-4, the war of I-4 was pretty important, too. Sorry. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, USF-UCF? Uh, What's that? USF-UCF? Yeah, UCF won 58-46, another classic. It was a shootout, it was a shootout yeah. <laughs> it was nice, nice. Todd in Gainesville, um, just have one word, man. Kyle Pitts, two words. He's good. Um, man, he's such a good, good player, and – you know, it, it was nice to see him. He got a chance to go up against the guy who, who talked a little smack from Kentucky, who said he's not that good and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to deal with me out there. Um, and so mm-hmm. t- until he can do that, I'm not gonna believe he's good. And I think two of the touchdowns were against him. Uh, and then that guy went out with a that guy's out for the season with a bad ACL. Um, oh no! Yeah, yeah the, the the JJ Watney or whatever his name was. Um, Kyle Pitts or Kyle Trask, I thought could have maybe thrown one or two more in the. But I think Mullen just kind of said, "Look, game's in hand. Let's let's stay healthy. Let's let's go to Tennessee, um, which is a game that really scares me, Todd. Um, Tennessee, I think, is not a good team. Lost five in a row by double digits. Um, but that game's going to be thirty, maybe high thirties, low forties, with possible rain and sleet. Um, cool. I don't think it matters much. But our running game is just not really got on track. Um, but you know." Um, all it takes is a couple of big runs, you know, a Damian Pierce run, a, you know, I didn't like our fumbles this week, but I thought Florida did what they had to do. The first half, Kentucky played a great first half and then our defense completely flipped in the second half. Yeah. So um, again, we could talk the Kyles all day, Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts. Uh, they, it speaks for himself. Um, Kadarius Tony is the game changer, right? Just, um, does it, uh, had a great scheme in the punt return. I don't know if you guys noticed, but yeah. we, we, we faked, we had two guys faking one guy faked catching it. And, uh, if Kadarius Stone only has to beat four guys instead of 11, it's, you know, my money's on him. Right. Awesome. And I think Pierce is super underrated. Um, he runs so hard and, uh, uh, he's a lot like a Najee Harris. Yeah. I wasn't thrilled with going for the fake punt. I'm happy that we did it and it was executed properly. But uh, gosh, when I saw Pierce running, I'm like, all right, if you're going to fake a punt, give it, give it to your starting tailback and let him, let him grind out. So 
Defense, I think, was a huge concern in the first half. Um, didn't lining up improperly, didn't know who to cover. Um, I think Florida made great halftime adjustments. So I really think if this team's going to go far um, and make the college playoffs, uh, I'm definitely more concerned about defense than offense. Um, and that's, I think, a pretty safe statement, right? But again, second half, they adjusted. So um, you're concerned about next week. You want to guess the spread, Florida, Tennessee on the road, Sean? If you haven't looked already, uh, 11. Florida is a 17 point favorite in Knoxville. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a seven point win. I'll be fine with that. But I, I you know, I, I could see them, point win, right? I could see them going. Did, did you guys happen to see the press conference? You probably saw the, the media clip of, of Mullen just chewing out our defensive yep. coordinator, Todd Grant. Yep. Going yep. at it. I mean, like, yeah, under the mask, under the mask. You know, it was – did you see his press conference afterwards? Anthony yes. or, or – I did not. Well, I wish I could pull it up. So, they asked him that, you know, because they, they're they doing the press conferences via Zoom now where the coaches are sort of standing and the reporters are, you know, a- asking virtual questions. And so, I, I'm not sure who was asking me. He said, you know, Coach, we, we got to ask you. I'm not sure if you've seen the clip yet, but it was very visible on the ESPN. Um, you and Coach – you know, Coach Grantham got into it there in the second second quarter. And, I, you know, is there anything you can give us in, into what happened? He says, yeah, I mean, it was it's pretty basic, guys. Um, I don't believe Christmas lights should be put up before Thanksgiving. And Todd lives next door to me, and he has his Christmas lights up. And Todd says, no, you're allowed to put them up before Thanksgiving. And I said, no, you're not. And that was pretty much it. It was just so well played. Um, he just wasn't going to go into it, right? And one of the reporters said later they saw the two guys at – you know, Gainesville Ale House having dinner afterwards together. So, you know, it's probably just two guys that are competitive, uh, you know, getting each other's so, faces. Two things, Sean. Um, I'm on Black, an ex-Florida safety cornerback from the late 90s. He just texted out, this happens every game. Coaches mm-hmm. and coordinators and coaches just exploding each other, right? Um, and the other thing, I don't know if you follow her and I need to do research, but there's a Gainesville reporter. I think her name's Cassie something. Um, yeah, I fo- you follow her, right? Yeah. So she's not affiliated newspaper. I think she's just a fan. Um, just, just awesome. Like a great story. So if you know her name, I'd love to shout out to look her up, but, uh, Dan Mullen on Thursday said the same thing to her. He goes, I have a problem with you. Cassie or Cassie, whatever her name is. And he, he mentioned the tree lighting thing. So it was a little bit of an homage to, to that uh, when he was calling out Todd Grantham. So that must be his go-to, you know, kind of get out of jail free card. Very topical. So. Yeah. It's very topical right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no um, other game of notes that we should all just bring up. Um, two of us on the, on this call have daughters, uh, Vandy. Um, Vandy brought yes. in a female kicker. She was first, Obviously made a lot of news. First female to play in a power five game. She came in. Sadly, Vanderbilt never got in scoring territory. They didn't score any points. The only kick she got was the second half kickoff because that's the only time Vanderbilt kicked off. Yep. Um, coach was fired today. Um, yep. Great defensive coach, Todd. I'd love to see if if something happens with Grantham. If Grantham leaves. I love him as our DC, right? So yeah. get her name and shame on me. We should know her name. Sarah Howard, um, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So basically, Vandy, uh, all the kickers had to 
uh, COVID protocol, right? Sarah, so they were, Sarah Fuller. They were left without a kicker. So she is the starting goalie for the Vandy female soccer team. I didn't know if you know that, but um, so I was and dying. She won the SEC championship on Sunday. Yeah. Right. I was dying for Vandy to score a touchdown and allow her to kick an extra point. That would have been, that would have been awesome. Um, but, but Vandy being Vandy, they couldn't, they couldn't get in there or close enough for her to be comfortable to kick a field goal. Um, but as you said, she let, started the second half with uh, kicking off and um, made history, right? No, no power five school has ever had a female uh, athlete on the field. So pretty cool. Bill, now any thoughts? No. Coach, coach mentioned that the squib kick was perfect, right? It was exactly the way it was supposed to be. Clean and she perfect. talked. Yeah, and she in her post game press conference, she talked. They asked her if she was nervous, and she said, "No, she really wasn't, because I knew that you know my guys would protect me. I was much more nervous at the the championship, the soccer championship game, than I was kicking off." That's awesome. So I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. Sarah Fuller, that's a name you'll win win a beer over 10 years from now. I need to remember that, yeah. Yes, Sarah Fuller, number 30, or 32. 35. All right. Um, guys, next week, uh, here's a couple of the highlight games. Texas A&M goes to Auburn. Auburn's not great, but Auburn's a tough place to play. And if Kellen Mond looks like he did against uh, LSU, uh, Bo Nix is just going to have to find a way to score. But that uh, – I think Isaiah Simmons might be my favorite running back in the country. The guy that runs for uh, Spiller. I mean, Isaiah Spiller for uh, uh, Texas A&M. But that's going to be a good game with Auburn's defense if they can come back. Number six, Florida goes on the road to Tennessee, 3.30 kick. Um, Ohio State goes to Michigan State, maybe, maybe. Uh, a lot of controversy there with Ohio State missing their second game of the season. Guys, what do you think about Michigan if they pull the wild card and say – we have too many guys with COVID and we're not going to play Ohio state, thereby forcing Ohio state out of the big 10 championship game. I love it. You think I mean, <laughs> I love it. It's it wrong be, that that's even an option. I love it. <laughs> it's wrong that it's Ohio. even an option that Michigan can do that to Ohio state. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but more importantly, it's a big rule about them having not enough games, but they could still make the semifinal at five and zero if they don't play any more games. It's a Big Ten rule, not an NCAA rule. So it'd probably benefit them uh, if, if Michigan and Michigan State said, we're not playing you. Uh, but I just don't think it's going to happen. They're too competitive, right? They they just want to get out there. Yep. Yep, we'll see. Uh, and obviously Northwestern losing, like you said, that you know it would be interesting to see. But let's hope for college football that Ohio State gets a chance to you know prove it on the field if they're, if they're deserving. Because um, it looks like Notre Dame is going to be in if they, you know, Unless they somehow get trucked by by Clemson with with Trevor Lawrence on the field, um, you know they'd have to lose big. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Todd. But they'd have to lose big. But you know they won the first game without Trevor Lawrence, and so if all of a sudden having Trevor Lawrence, you know they beat him by twenty one, you know. But I think Notre Dame looks look, looks legit. So we'll see. And then Bama plays at LSU, a game that sounds so much better than it will be in person. Um, that's probably a name your score for Alabama. Uh, Mac Jones. How disappointed is CBS that that game turned out to be what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, guys, let's turn to the big boys. Uh, we talked a little, a little bit about some of the, the lesser teams playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, early window saw, I think, six games today. Uh, Bill, what game had your eye early? You were not on the golf course, so you probably had maybe red zone on. 
Yeah, so I had Cardinals on. Yeah, I had Cardinals uh, Patriots, which was boy, what a man, what a start. Um, what a what if for Arizona on that one, huh? Cardinals looked unstoppable at the beginning of the game. Uh, Patriots just looked helpless, and then um, you know Kyler just didn't have his uh, his best stuff. But but ultimately, Cam Newton in that game was nine of eighteen, and for eighty four yards with no touchdowns and two picks, and he won. That's football. <laughs> so he had a horrible game. Um, and you're right. It was just a, to let that slip away for the cards. That's a big deal. However, the fact that the Niners beat the Rams helped the Cardinals out tremendously. Cardinals are still in the wild card hunt. Uh, so, and, and Kyler Murray is still, um, he's a, a lot of fun to watch. He's got a little bit of Patrick Mahomes in him. Um, just a little bit. And uh, as he continues to develop, continues to get a little more experience, he's going to be, he's going to be a great one. Patriots Anthony, had 179 total yards, though, Sean. This is, I want to throw that out there. They won with 179 total yards. Who's that? This, the Patriots. Yeah, well, it's, Cam was horrible. Uh, oh, except, 179 yards, third and, and they won. Third and thirteen on the yep. final drive, and then he just gets leveled out of bounds for another fifteen, and that 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 cost the Cardinals a game. So, I mean, a lot of things cost the Cardinals a game, but that was critical at the end of the game. So, Bill, do you think if that was a running back on that hit, the flags thrown? Yeah, yeah, it was helmet to helmet. Um, it was obvious the guy was going out of bounds. I, I'm pretty sure it would have been, but because when you look at Cam, man, he doesn't look like a quarterback, right? Um, I know he is a big guy. He did quarterback, yeah, sixty something, two seventy something. He's huge. Um, mm. He far outweighed that DB that laid him out. But um, so it's just the way it goes. It was yeah. fun to watch, though. Fun game. Mal, your G-men uh, hang on to beat the Bengals. Uh, kind of a lucky break there at the end, as Bengals were in field goal territory. Um, not a lucky break. I mean, a Bengals break. I mean, that's what happens when you play the Bengals. But your G-men, as we talked about in the green room, uh, first place now. Uh, all four NFC East teams going to some very difficult road games next week. Um, your G-men being one of them playing at, what did I say, Seattle? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, if I had to predict, I think all, all four NFC East teams lose next week. So you guys stay in first place with their four wins. Um, and it's going to come down to probably the last couple games of the season and then, you know, see what happens. Todd, what game had your eye early? The, the Falcons – Looked good and 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 won big. <laughs> I love how you ask me a question then answer my question for me. Right, um, two two games stood out. I was just going to guess that was your. Oh, you got Bills and Chargers is the other one. Sorry, Todd. Two games stood stood out. Bills are eight and three. I mean, unbelievable, right? Um, so the Bills and uh, I'm not surprised the Falcons won, but good grief, uh, they just whipped Las Vegas, right? They just absolutely – what was it, 43-6? I can't remember the exact score, but um, it was uh, an old-fashioned whipping. So, um, I think the uh, – and shame on me for not knowing his name uh, off the top of my head, but the interim coach um, for, for Atlanta is making a case to uh, – you know, he's, he's, he's putting his best foot forward. Um, if you get a team to perform like they did today against a really good Las Vegas Raiders team or what I thought was, maybe, maybe they're not. They're pretenders. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're not at six and five, but um, they did what they had to do. They they beat uh, a opponent they should have at home handily. So those are the two games that had my attention early on for sure. 
Yeah, and I, I, I stand corrected. The coach of the Falcons was the first one fired this season, not um, right. not Matt Patricia. And Dan Quinn, Ra- yep. Raheem Morris, the ex Raheem Morris, coach, thank is you. The, is thank the, you. Yep. the coach now. I think he was defensive. He's a defensive guy, and uh, yep. gosh, they're, you know, I'm rooting for him. If they keep playing this well, I'll give him the job, right? Um, the Titans win. Uh, big day for Derrick Henry. Really? Big day for A.J. Smith. Yeah. Um, A.J. Smith had the, the perfect bounce on the onside kick. Did you see that? Um, yes. Yeah. Picked it up in stride and ran in for the touchdown. Um, Vikings-Panthers. Did you guys see the end of that game? Yeah, I did. <laughs> God, what an unbelievable fourth quarter that was. Uh, with Vikings, you know, looking like they were dead to rights, going down 10 points, and then they scored. And then uh, Panthers drive all the way down. Teddy Bridgewater brings him down, and the guy just absolutely just pull hooks the the kick. It was a 55-yarder, to be fair, right? Yeah, I a, get it. It was yeah. a big kick, yeah. The, the length of the kick, I don't think – I mean, he, he pulled, kicked it 65, yeah. Yeah, definitely, he, he definitely just – you know, I'm sure they probably just put a little extra into it like we've done on the golf course or you're trying to, you know, trying to carry a, a water – you know, and it just flails out and you miss it. But, um, and the 49ers Rams game, what a finish on that one, huh, Bill? Yeah. yeah. I think, um, for the 49ers come back and win that because they had a, a, they were up a 17 three, I think, at one point and let, uh, let the Rams get back into it, take the lead. Then it came back, tied it up, and then won it with a kick as time expired. So I, I don't think the Niners are going anywhere this year, but it definitely puts crimp in what's going on in the NFC West. So cards and Seahawks <laughs> were super happy to see the Rams lose. Um, I think those three teams all make the playoffs this year. They're they're all really good, so that'll be fun. I, I you know my the afternoon game. We'll talk about the Bucks in a minute, but the the Broncos game, right? <laughs> all four quarterbacks are out on the protocol because three quarterbacks went to a meeting with the practice quarterback who tested positive, and nobody wore a mask. All four are out for the game. I cannot believe that the league let this game go on with no quarterback on the roster. Yeah, because it really was for the Bucks. That was a gimme win for the Saints. That's just like handing the Saints nine and two instead of having a competitive game of some kind. Possibly, uh, it probably would have beat them anyways. But um, maybe here's a stat from that game, Bill. That's fascinating. I got I got one too. Let me go, go for ahead. it. <laughs> go ahead. The passing stats for the Denver Broncos. They were fascinating. One of, one of nine for thirteen yards. <laughs> and two interceptions. Well, and and total yardage in that game, 112 yards. 112 total yards. The Saints, the Saints only had 63 passing yards. So okay, both teams, yeah, right. Both teams, yeah. 75 yards in passing for Army the and Navy game. watching that game, going like, oh my god, what a horrible game. 30, <laughs> 31 to three, and um, you know, I mean, it's just it's just it's a crime that they let that thing happen. I don't know. I, I just thought that was silly. Um, to, to, to let that game go on. Yeah. And it just, talk about you know, Bill, maybe you can, you can tell me the, the difference between Baltimore has a, basically a breakout and they push that game back five days to make it everybody feel good. One guy, the backup quarterback test positive, but they penalized the Broncos and say, Nope, you still got to play because there was no breakout, but you guys can't play because you broke policy. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the rules are rules, I guess, but, We'll see what happens Tuesday night, right? Because it's not going to be um, it's not going to be Lamar. It's probably going to be RG RG three is going to be starting. Yeah, Lamar's out, yeah. Dobbins is out, and um, well, that's uh, the guy so, from Alabama. Um, 10-0, 10-0 Pittsburgh, here they come. 
with the uh, yeah, nine, and one, nine and one uh, Chiefs. So be very. Hey, Cart, you want to play uh, guess the spread of the Broncos Saints game today? Oh wait, wait, no, no. I'm first, sorry, no, I'm sorry. Guess the over under. No, no, guess the over under. Here's guess. Guess first of all, do this. Guess the spread yesterday and guess the spread today. This is very awesome for the Saints. Uh, yeah, I know the spread today. So yesterday spread, was it? Um, yesterday five and a half. Six and a half. Five and a half. Six and a half. You're close. Today. 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 Twenty two. Oh. Fifteen and a half. Yeah. Fifteen and a half. <laughs> so what was the over under today? I don't know. Yesterday. Oh, over under had to be low, like thirty five. Yeah. Thirty six. Yeah, it was thirty-four, right? <clears throat> I, saw, I saw thirty-six, and by the way, they scored. No, it was under. Yeah, it was under. Yeah. It hit yeah. under thirty-six. Yeah. I heard. Uh, Listen, like- that backup quarter, that backup quarterback's gonna be telling his grandkids, "I completed the pass in the NFL one time <laughs> against the great New Orleans Saints." One receiver had one thirteen-yard catch. <laughs> Seventy-five total passing yards in the game. That's amazing. So, thank God there were no there were no people there. How about all been bored to tears? Who would have thought the Bucks would cover it after the first quarter? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't watch much of that game, but you guys were texting back and forth. I thought it was over in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, it, it was an absolute woodshedding in the first quarter. I mean, it, Tyree Kill Holmes was literally throwing the ball anywhere he wanted to an open receiver. Yep. yep. And once again, you know, uh, like Tyree Kill had 200 plus yards in the first half, he ended up with 269. Yeah, Tyreek Tyreek Hill broke the all-time fantasy football points record today. It was 55, and I think he had 56, maybe more than that by the end of the game. Uh, crazy. Wow. But he had a he he was they quieted him way down in the second half. He didn't continue on that pace. I mean, the the defense look um, no running back still no running back has has gained more than 60 yards against the Buccaneers this year. Nobody. So um, that 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 front four on that defense is strong and, and Levante David and the other linebackers all super strong, but man, when, um, you know, there was some, some poor, um, poor defensive calls, like leaving uh, Carter Davis, I think is his name one-on-one with Tyreek Hill multiple times. And there's just <laughs> no way he can keep up with him without any help. Uh, so that was, that was rough to watch. And Mahomes yeah, is I'll- just, you know, I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm not sure where he's been all season, but Mike Evans is such a good receiver. Um, I think he's and, he's just not clicking with Brady, wouldn't you say, Anthony? He just doesn't. Uh, they're yes. not on the same page. Still, you know. Yep. And they uh, cameras kind of honed in on both of them beginning of the second half when he threw when Brady threw that interception. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't too happy with uh, whatever uh, whatever Mike had done, uh, and uh, they got they got a little bit bad. I mean, he had two touchdown passes today, uh, but they're they're not on the same page. Uh, Gronkowski had over a hundred yards today. First time in a long time. Yep, good yeah. for him. Yeah, look, I mean, they they came back and made it a game. It was great, and they actually had a chance to stop them one more time and get the ball back, and couldn't pull it off. Mahomes with a unbelievable scramble, presence of mind to get the first down, slide, keep the clock running, all that stuff that younger quarterbacks tend to f up somewhere during their you know time learning the game, but he's, uh, <clears throat> he's pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, but, but, uh, you know, um, the, 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 here's the, here's the bucks deal. They got a buy, which is good. And they have four games left. I think it's two against the Falcons. Um, maybe, 
maybe the Vikings and one other team all eminently beatable. There's a great chance that the Bucks go 11 and five uh, and, you know, have a decent slot in a wild card somewhere. So that's because they're not going to quit the Saints. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, they play, they play the, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions, and then the Falcons. That's I don't want four be- I don't want beatable teams. Those are four yeah. winners. Yeah. Um, they're the last two teams that have buys, so we got a pretty big slate next week. Obviously, the, the games I circled next week, guys, Cleveland at Tennessee. Um, mm. Three Cleveland Browns, is that what you're talking about? Eight and three Cleveland Browns with, yes, with five games left in the season. Um, and two other games I are still against uh, NFC East teams, I believe. Uh, they still have the Giants and the Redskins. Um, and uh, they – they have Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh, obviously. So um, Cleveland, you know, th- that would be a big game for them to win at Tennessee. But Tennessee needs to, you know, hold serve. They, they, they had a big win today against Indianapolis, as we said. Uh, Raider, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Rams at Arizona. That's probably your game of the week right there. Yeah. Um, you know, two good young quarterbacks, two electric teams. Um, but that's a huge game. And then at the other side, Buffalo at San Francisco, but that's probably going to be now San Francisco at Buffalo. Um, I'm going to guess unless they find some sort of neutral field to play on, um, which might be harder than just playing at Buffalo Orchard Park where they kind of know what, you know, the protocols of the game and and, and things like that. Um, So that could end up being a huge, you know, a huge factor in that game. Um, Seattle plays tomorrow night against the hapless Eagles. So I think we can probably expect the Seahawks to win that one, but they're professionals. And so we'll see what happens, right? Packers bears. We've got a score on that one. Uh, Todd, you must be watching it close. 13, three. Last time I looked 20 to three now. Yeah. The good guys are doing well. All right. That's a good game next week, Sean, the Saints and the Falcons. Yep. Always fun. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of rivalry in that game right there. Yeah, huge robbery. And by the way, I'm a uniform guy. The Bills were in all white with their white helmet and the standing bull, not the mm-hmm. jumping bull. Mm-hmm. So look, that's my that's my favorite Bill helmet. So anyway. Hey, Bill, um, uh, what was the NFL's uh, ruling on the Broncos? Are those quarterbacks out another week too? I don't know. I don't know exactly how long they're out. I'm sure. Because that game next Sunday, next Sunday night, those those Broncos go to Kansas City. Mm, and definitely. so I got to think if there's, if there's, if they're playing the, uh, the wildcat in that game, uh, that line could be 30. It doesn't matter. That may be, a, that may be a push to a Tuesday night game to get a uh, quarterback eligible. I don't, right. I don't care. Even with Drew Locke, it's, it's, it's a, a huge double digit difference. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It could be 11 just, instead I, I just, of 30. Yeah. Maybe yeah, 14, that's... 14 instead of 24. <laughs> and then we've got a double, <laughs> double Monday night game next week. As, as I said, the Baltimore, Dallas game is pushed back to Monday night because of the Baltimore game going back to Tuesday night this week. Wow. So they're trying to give it extra time. And then Buffalo, San Francisco is the Monday night game. But once again, where that will be uh, is to be determined. So, um, you know, they could go to Seattle and play up there. That's obviously, you know, if San Francisco gets a home game, they could go to, you know, who knows where they could go. Um, Although home games don't mean much as far as I know they don't, especially when there's no fans. Travel across the country is important. I mean, I think if you're if you're a, a a niner, you want the Bills to travel cross country for the game. So yeah, so maybe they maybe they say, look, we'll still be the home team, but we'll play in, in L.A. We'll play in San in Seattle, or we'll play in Altson Stadium. You know, get on the Rose Bowl. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, as long as they're out of Santa Clara County. So, um, all right, boys, let's uh, let's wrap it up. 
Mal, what do you got coming up this week? We hit December on Tuesday. We hit December 1st, and uh, I'm taking uh, a little bit of time off on Monday. It's the one-year anniversary of mom's passing, so we're going to just uh, spend a little time uh, just, again, recharging and uh, remembering how wonderful she was. Uh, have a, a couple of listing appointments this week. It's always great, Sean. You know this when uh, – an old client of yours calls you up and said, we trusted you and we have to move and uh, will you please come and help us sell our house? Uh, that's happened uh, quite a bit lately. And it's, I got two of them this week. Uh, and uh, we have an inspection for uh, my guy, Ronnie Gray, who is uh, ex-military, uh, uh, divorced dad of two. And he is, uh, uh, his daughters are spectacular. Uh, and he is uh, a, uh, a physical trainer. Uh, he's a rock. And he is so gentle with his two little girls. It's so much fun to watch. And uh, he texted me and said, hey, can the girls come to the inspection on Wednesday? I said, oh, yeah, they can come for sure. It's a, uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun, uh, spending some time with Ron and his, and his kids. And uh Besides that, we're going to get ready for next weekend. I'm going to go to the driving range because our, our league uh, uh, gets down to the uh, final two weeks where, where quota points are doubled. And uh, I got 12 points to pass my, uh, my partner here, Bill. And uh, if I it just might be able to go from fifth to first in two weeks, Sean. Who knows? We'll see. Wow. Love it. Love it. Todd, how about you? Uh, hey, uh, what I meant to mention earlier, uh, it's in futility, but um, Sean, you and I talked about it. Say a prayer for a Detroit Lions fan. So since 1959, they've won one playoff game in the history of their franchise. Think about that for a minute. I mean, unbelievable. So I heard that stat um, this weekend. And no matter how you're feeling, how sorry you're feeling yourself for the team you root for, imagine being 60 something years old and having one playoff win. So, and that win was in 1991. So anyway, a little perspective. Um, Matt, I love that you uh, mentioned that you're going to honor your mom tomorrow. I, I can easily say uh, no one does it better than, than Sean honoring his dad every year. Um, so uh I'm sure you, if you do it half as well as Sean, um, it'll be a, a great tribute. Um, you'd be proud. I, I, I had a great Thanksgiving. I actually picked up the phone at four o'clock to call mom on Thursday and realized uh, that I couldn't. And that was the only hiccup I had all weekend. Um, did, a, did a good job just trying to uh, be grateful and thankful and uh, truly happy that uh, I'm surrounded by great friends and family. So this week is... Uh, going to be weird work-wise because we've had a couple days off so uh it's going to get back to normal um i'm planning for 2021 so um i want to make sure i don't tread too much water and be active in getting uh getting ready for a great 2021 because all our years are going to be better uh than it was in 2020 so certainly looking forward to this week and um yeah just just glad to be a part of the show man sean what about you or i'm sorry bill what about you uh, we are in the process of hiring two more sales execs this week, hopefully. 
<laughs> so round three of interviews, some psychometric testing, a case study. We really, really work hard uh, to, to make sure we get psychometric testing. I'm scared, Bill. I'm scared. Right. <laughs> so that's happening this week uh, on the podcast. It's uh, episode 262, Ira Serkis. And Ira's a guy, Sean, have you met Ira or just know him from online? I think I've only known him from online. He's a photographer, dude, right? Never met him. Loves photography. He's in Berkeley, California. Been there since 1974. He grew up in the Bronx. Um, He loves telling stories. Anthony, you're going to love this guy. New Yorker, just great, um, great Bronx to Berkeley. Yeah, great Bronx to Berkeley. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, he's he's a, he's a wonderful guy, and it just I I I I see him in comments all over Facebook because we're just connected to the same people. I reach out to him, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do it," you know. And so that's Tuesday morning. I'm excited about that, and I've lined up a couple of other um, cool people. I do you remember um, Sean, the woman? Uh, Susan, I, I think her first name is Susan. I'm going to mess this up. Last name is, starts S-A-L, Salkis. But she did that video about, it went viral about telling a funny story about tripping. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So she's on the calendar. I'm interviewing her this Friday. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Funny to get her started. Are we, are we tripping Grateful Dead tripping or like oh, Washington? No, she tripping? fell down when she was showing a house and she told the story about it on Facebook Live and it went viral. Um, um, millions she, she was of laughing at herself. Yeah. You have to look it up. Just look up realtor who tripped and dress came up over her head kind of a thing. <laughs> it's hysterical. Very funny. So, uh, I think I've seen it actually. But I think I, I, I shared it on this episode. We, we, yes. we, I shared yeah. it with you guys after the, the episode. Yeah. I think you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so she's. I'll be interviewing her this week, um, and uh, you know, and look, no, no travel for you this week, right, Bill? You're you're uh, home. Things are busy, rate my agent wise. Um, it's right now. We record this on Sunday nights generally, so it's uh, 1.30 in the afternoon on Monday. There, I'm sure I've got a ton of stuff to check in, in my email and Slack. All right, good, good. Um, guys, I got 12 business planning sessions with top agents in Columbus and Cincinnati this week. Uh, my only fear is on Tuesday. I got four in Cincinnati. Um, and there might be snow on the ground. So, uh, you know, navigating I-71 with trucks and snow, not fun. Um, two uh, sessions this week, one with um, uh, the women, Women's Structural Engineers Association. And one of the girls that works for Kevin and Kevin's company is having me on to do a presentation for uh, her group. Um, so that'll be fun talking to women engineers. Uh, and then on Friday, Mal, I get to do a presentation of kind of a, it's called Getting Gear. It's kind of a business planning workshop for one of my, uh, one of my favorite mortgage lenders. His company is having me come in to That's do great. a kind of a half day breakout session to, to get them thinking creatively. And then they've hired, they've are, they've contracted me to do some sessions in the 2021 year for agents like CE classes that they're going to sponsor. So that should be fun. Um, so busy week, busy week, uh, you know, uh, starting to think ahead and, and, um, Christmas tree went upstairs uh, today, Ryan and Riley were in charge of putting up the Christmas tree. So we start turning our eyes to winter and, uh, we're, we're a long way away from bowl games and playoffs, but it'll be here before you know it. So on behalf of Todd and Anthony and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.